Welcome to Sasquatch Podcast, into the theme park of reviews. I'm Jester, your host, and on the other si- on the other host, Mr. Dino DNA, aka Big Chungus. And this episode, we are doing Jurassic Park. It is a 1983 American science fiction adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg, and the first installment in a Jurassic Park franchise. And is based on a 1990 novel of the same name by Michael Crichton. The budget of this film was $63 million and grossed, fuck man, $1.032 billion in the box office. And it's still making money this this Yeah, it's... And this, this is the first one, folks. This is just the first one, and it's still making money. The runtime of this movie is 126 minutes, and it was released on June 11th, 1993. Um, fuck, it's... If you haven't seen Jurassic Park... What are you doing? Um, you must be living under a rock, um, or was just born. Um, I've seen this movie not as much as you, Chungus. Oh, yeah. No, nobody's he, seen this movie as he, much as he me. Fucking has on his phone. He I have it on my phone. I saw it when I was three. I saw it all throughout my childhood. I had multiple cassettes that I went I blew through. I've got a DVD that I've blown through. I've got that one. I've got it on Blu-ray. I've got it on 3D. I've got it everywhere. Um now a quick run through of this movie. Jurassic Park, this uh, crazy man decided to um, extract DNA from uh, old uh, mosquito mosquitoes that were fossilized amber. mosquitoes. And he pulls it out, puts it in a bunch of uh, frogs. Uh, yeah, you like those? Yeah. You got some chicken waffles. Um, and then he makes dinosaurs. He made a giant park. Uh, he's in. And he's gonna open it up to the the world, but he needs um, approval from a um, a lawyer, um, a chaotician, a, a botanist, and a uh, archaeologist. Yep. And uh, they go to a park, and he has one flaw: doesn't pay one person enough money. Uh, and then that guy is the guy who runs all the park security systems, uh, the fences. Everything and uh, basically, he decides that he's going to find a different opportunity at money and steals some of the dino embryos to sell to a different company. And in that process, he, uh, uh, the I guess visitors, if you would call them, um, are on a uh, tour of the park, kind of in its is beta testing they're just you know trying to figure out if it's safe enough to open uh are trapped inside the park and uh because he turns all the power off essentially and all the dinosaurs get loose yeah and uh that, that's generally what the movie is um but in i mean it's not even spoilers this movie's too old for there not to be spoilers basically they get off the island and uh but it spawns several other the movies there's there's the Lost World, there's Jurassic, and then there's a Jurassic Park 3, and then there's Jurassic Park World, and Jurassic Park World Fallen Kingdom, and then Jurassic World Domination's the last one, which is in production right now. I mean, it, it spawns a franchise, and it's like, you know, you see 
the embryos and the the park gets shut down and they they don't kill off the dinosaurs and you find out in the second movie which is the lost world that it's there's a, another island where there's where they breed the dinosaurs and then it's, yeah it's the nursery it, it's it's crazy how big this thing like was and that spawned from you know a book and it, it spawned several things and made a bunch of money now I, I when i was a kid and i saw this for the first time in 93 i was in california i was with my family we just got back from the orange county swap meet and uh, we're like, hey, let's go watch a movie, whole family. Um, and so we go see Jurassic Park. Um, scared the living crap out of me as a kid. And oh, of yeah. course, we all wanted to be, you know, something when we were kids. And you know, who doesn't play in the sand? And you know, think about digging up the sand. And you know, we learn about dinosaurs when we were in school. And you know all this stuff and we see all these like archaeologists digging up bones and like oh how cool would that be and you know we watch this movie and we're like wow they bring the dinosaurs back alive and you know but there was like one scene scene in the movie that like always jump scare with me was uh when uh ellie was uh down in was trying to turn the power back on and she turns the power back on and she has her back turn and she's like i got the foot everything's turned on the lights and stuff and then bam a, a raptor comes right through the the what, what is that, the, the power area yeah just, just cables cables just scares the living shit out of her and made me jump out of the thing and you know but like that was pretty scary for me as a kid yeah so when i saw it um I was about three years old, and I remember kind of similar similar story, but basically I was at my grandparents' house, and I was really into dinosaurs. You know, I'm, I'm a three-year-old. Three-year-olds love dinosaurs, you know. And, um, and my grandparents uh, always had this movie time, and, and so they asked me, well, what movie do you want to watch? And I saw a dinosaur on the cassette and I went I want to see that dinosaur movie and my grandpa just smiled at me and laughed he's like I don't know if you're ready for that one kiddo I went no I want to watch the dinosaur movie and my grandma of course says no and he's he's like ah he's he's old enough he's like, no let, let him watch the movie and uh yeah three-year-old me was not ready for the uh the uh raptor jumping out of the the cables and oh my gosh yeah no it's it's weird because as an adult i could rationalize why you know this probably won't happen um and we'll talk about that in a moment but as a three-year-old i was like oh my god somebody made dinosaurs real oh my god i don't want dinosaurs anymore um yeah no uh this this movie is a, it became a phenomenon yeah it's still huge it grew into this it made it oh man it's one of those like like it's, it's almost as big as star wars in, yeah. in terms of like it's just it's popularity the, the, and, and it's it's so huge they have uh you know people so still are wearing the t-shirts when the newer movie comes out um you know legos uh still toys um you know people still talk about it video games they can they can easily re-release this movie like i don't know like five five or like 
Well, I think when they did the 25th anniversary for it, it came back out into the theaters, and they did it. I was so bummed. I, I almost got tickets for it. I went and saw it in IMAX 3D with my second one. Oh, it just slaps way harder pieces. when you see it in theaters. And it was just like, you know, the sound of him, like, hitting the, like, the T-Rex, boom, boom, and you're just like, <gasps> and you still get that feeling again. It's just like whoa. It's kind of like it's kind of like the movie Jaws. Like Jaws is scary because yes, there are actual sharks that probably get the size of Jaws. But, you know, in this one it was like, "Oh my gosh. That's how big they are." Like they're not these small little things. They're not our little toys. They're these enormous creatures even though it's not real. Like the the way that it that you see it, you're like, "They're that that's totally that could be real." It did like it did so much. It, it did. It just grew. I mean, Universal Studios uh, uh, Orlando has a whole entire like area where it's just Jurassic Park. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they have a place where you can go eat. It's all and then there's fences that have the Jurassic Park. That's cool. I think a, a dress uh, raptor will come out. I've seen that. There's there's like you can buy the memorabilia. There's a ride. It's a water ride. I mean, it, it's still all there. And it's just like, it's that's the crazy thing. How it's like, oh my god. And the animatronics are just mind-blowing still. So thinking when you see that T-Rex come out and it's raining and it just roars. And you're like, that's fucking cool. And that's also a giant fucking puppet. Animatronic. Yeah. So... Um, on that same basis, so one of the things that made, I think, Jurassic Park really good when I saw it, like, as a kid, was it looked really real. Like, you know how you see some movies, uh, what, what would I say that kind of has dodgy special effects, but that's big, The Fly. Or, no, 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 uh, is it The Thing? Is that the one with the the weird alien thing in the, uh... Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's creepy. It's gross looking, but it's kind of goofy looking by today's standards. But even by today's standards, the animatronics and the puppets in the movie are really well done. Like, they like, look it's, it's, 100% it's, it's real. It's kind of like looking back at Empire Strikes Back and you see those, like, the canyon run or the things are flying around and the, the AT-ATs are all going. And you're like, that's really cool looking. Then you look at the part where it's like, those are all fucking models. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow. And you're like, that's cool. So, like, seeing the giant T-Rex, thinking, man, that looks pretty damn real. And that's just a giant puppet. Yeah. The, it beats CGI, I can tell you that much. Yeah, there's actually very little CGI in the entire movie. Um, the I, the interesting part about the CGI that I remember watching when uh, they had the... I had a special edition of the movie, I think it was for the 10-year anniversary or something, uh, they talked about how the CG in the movie is the same, or was the building blocks for Toy Story um, in certain parts, because it was so revolutionary. It was so far ahead of its time in terms of technology. Because it, it doesn't... It's There's one scene where the Brachiosaurus sneezes on Lex. Ugh. But you can see it winding up. It looks a little fake, like and by you know by today's standards, it hasn't aged well. But at the time, 
it was completely believable that it was a real dinosaur. Like, the, the CG oh. looked really good. And so, uh, this movie not only is important to, uh, in, in terms of ge generational, like, popularity, it's also important to realize that it also s just spearheaded CG and the ability of CG uh, into other movies and made it even better. So, um, like, the chase scene of the Gallimimus, no, there's nothing there. They're running by. There's nothing running next to them, but the way that the CG was done made it feel like you were you were in that chase that you could feel the these creatures running by you. But there's nothing there, and that and it's kind of amazing to think that even to today standards, it still it still holds really now, well. Now let's go down that road of certain parts. Now, as we've talked about certain phrases over and over again, we see it in different movies. We also see different parts of movies replicated in different movies. Take, I think it was uh, Toy Story 3 when they're in the uh, the barn, the toy store barn, and they're driving the car through the toy aisles, and the T-Rex, which was Rex, was after the car, and they have the whole clip where it's like they look in the mirror, and he's after them, and but oh yeah, I remember that. Yes, it's the same thing. Jurassic Park kind of created that, and people put it in different movies. There's like I think it's in SpongeBob. I think it's another movie. It's just like they recreate that same Jurassic Park scene in different movies, and mm -hmm. it's. it's one of those things that you're like, hey, I remember Jurassic Park now. Along, I want to watch it. Another one, another super famous thing that's in Jurassic Park that um, is used in any kind of monster movie now. Big monster movie, even Godzilla, is the the water oh, doing the yes, ripple. Yes. That's done to death. But Jurassic Park was the first one to do it. The you know you look over at a water source and it it does that little jiggle. Yeah, and it's like oh shit, it's the big. Mm. You know, you know something's coming. You know it's about to get real. Um, and then I think the last one uh, that everyone knows, and we'll talk about him exclusively for a second, is when uh, Ian Malcolm in the movie says, Life uh, finds a way. Everyone's seen that shit done to death. Uh, life finds a way. It's in parodies. It's in movies that life found, like finds a way, but the way that he said it, it's just, this movie is so iconic. What's well, Jeff it Goldblum, found... man? It's it's Jeff Goldblum. Everyone is, there's a lot of people so obsessed with Joe, Jeff Goldblum, but that's a whole nother it's, story. It's because he's, it's because when they first got his, okay, so in The Fly, which was his first like major uh, movie that he did, like he was still kind of a, the starving actor, if you will, not really well known, but it was his first major role. He had a particular personality that he projected in his character, but then in Jurassic Park, he kind of continued that, and he kind of became this weird, like beatnik, sciencey douchebag that people loved because they were just <laughs> like, "Oh my god, he's he's sarcastic, but he's weird." Well, he's Jeff Goldblum. <clears throat> He's been in Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park: Lost World. He's been in Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom. He's been three. He's been three out of five movies so far. Yeah, and, and he's gonna <clears throat> come back to Jurassic Park: Domination. 
He's just he's but he's a he is like Mr. Jurassic Park. Same with Sam Neill. Like Sam Neill is Alan Grant. He's like the main Jurassic Park guy. Yeah. Um and then Laura Dern, of course, is Ellie. And she's still Miss she's not, Jurassic she, Park. She was in uh, she was in Jurassic Park three at the end. She saved she, no, she's in she's I was gonna say in a lot of it. She's in a little bit of it. Um she's going to be in Jurassic Park World Domination. Yeah. And but, then she's also in uh, uh, the Last Jedi. But let's talk about um, let's talk about uh, the the Ipero part, the the toys. When I was oh the memorabilia, the memorabilia. Um, now I had a lot. <coughs> I had um, the toys when I grew up. Um, I had a I had a Grant toy. Grand action figure. Uh, grand action figure. Uh, I had when I was in California, so I'd go over to my friend's place, and he had the the whole entire park set up. He had the jeep. He had the dinosaurs, and all friends came over, and we played it all out as kids, and all this fun, crazy, cool stuff. I showed you the hat that I had. Mm-hmm. That you know, I sewed it onto a, made it a patch, and sewed it onto my thing. I mean, you know, I. And who, I mean, we see around town, but didn't you say three? Yeah, there's three uh, people who got the custom-made uh, Jurassic Park Jeeps. Yeah. The, I forget what they're actually, they're actually called something in the movies. <laughs> but yeah, in our town, and probably yours, there are people who get their Jeeps custom-painted like the Jurassic Park Jeeps. I mean, who wouldn't want to have that? I think that's they're, they're pretty freaking badass. They're, <laughs> but, they're pretty you know, fucking badass. But who, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind having the other, the expedition, the... the oh, the, yeah, the actual tour car. car. Yeah, the tour car. I've seen one of those. <clears throat> Only one, well, and I, it wasn't I, perfect. I, I saw it at, uh, I saw it at Universal Studios. Lucky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, th- that was the thing. Uh, it blew up. It was like, that's why I compared it to Star Wars in terms of how big it was, uh, and still is, because, you know, to this day, people are still wearing... You know, a Jurassic merch, which is what it's actually called. It's called yeah, Jurassic merch. L- like I said before, something comes up, like the new movie, and everyone it, it, it gets reprinted, and everyone buys it. It goes into Target, it goes into Walmart. It, it, you find it at, at a, a CVS. I mean, I I have the I had the VHS for the longest time. Yeah, and they they re-release they re-release the black version of it. I remember there's two versions of the uh, the cassette too. There's the black version, uh-huh. which is I like think. it has the it's just the standard, and then it came in the black sleeve. And then there's a red version that yeah. comes in a black sleeve, but it's a red cassette. Oh, yeah. I had that one, and I think I still have it. But it's really cool because it's just it's one of those things that made Jurassic Park unique. You you got it out, and you're like, oh, this is. Is dangerous. Like the the entire premise of the movie is danger, and that's what I like. I think that's why it's one of my favorite movies to watch. It's just because you, even though you know what's going to happen, you still feel tension. Yeah, you no, still feel like it's a problem. There's movies where you're just like, you know what's coming up, but you're just like, oh man, I'm on the edge of my seat. Shit, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and then it happens. You're just like, whoa. See, I think so. So for a, a small little tangent, I think when I saw The Lost World, I wasn't as tense because it didn't have the same kind of feeling. It, it, it's a totally different story. 
uh, like entirely from what the first one's like. And then I watched Jurassic Park 3. I was like, okay, this is a little more like the first one in terms of like the intense like nature of it. And then when Jurassic World came out and I saw it in theaters, that was scary. That was straight up terrifying. And I actually had nightmares from that movie. Like it actually scares me, which is weird because it's completely science fiction, but it's like, but what if? But, but let's get into that. There's There's books. There's Lost World which is also a Mike and Kratom book, and then there's Jurassic Park, which is also a Mike and Kratom book. He only did two books that made into movies. Mm-hmm. All right? Those, if you read the books, it's going to be completely different between the movie and the books. But there, you should read the books, because the once again, it's the whole book versus movie. The books are always better than the movie. Yeah, Jurassic Park was definitely better as a book than it was a movie. Same thing as Lost World. Um, but there's also a lot of things that are different about it and that I'm not sure I agree with in terms of storytelling. Like I like I'm never gonna say Michael Crichton was a bad writer, but when I see what Steven Spielberg did, I was like, you know what? I, I like that. I like that conclusion. So one of them is in the book, the the Raptor expert, Robert Maldoon. He dies in the in the movie. In the book, he's alive. He's one of the last people that gets off the island. Hmm. And in the book, I was kind of like, so I, I watched the movie and then I read the book. And I was kind of upset because I was like, no, this guy's cool. It would have been cool for the cool guy to die. Like, in, in my thinking, like, it would have been more suspenseful to have the guy. Because in the way the movie the way he dies in the movie it's like he knew all about the raptors so it would be fitting for him to die to the raptors yeah but in the book he's exactly the same but he kills the raptors it's like it it made him again it's not that i'm like michael Crichton, what are you doing it's more like i would have liked it better if he did die another part is that uh it's actually it was supposed to be in the movie is that there's a river which is referenced in Jurassic World. There's a river, and and even in the park uh, at Universal Studios, there's the water, mm-hmm. the water ride. That's an actual thing in the book. And water the t- and in the book, the T Rex lunges at you at the very end of the yep. waterfall, yep. and that's in the book. Is that 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 scene happens? So, it it's different. I don't mind that it's not in the movie, but I do prefer the book saying that because it made it more tense um and then the lost world book is way different from way different um in the the lost world movie it's a whole bunch of guys trying to round up dinosaurs and in the book it's like five of them yeah trying to round up like i think two but they're like the prize dinosaurs i i think it's a t-rex and something else that it was like an, an experimental which is kind of where Jurassic Park 3's Spinosaurus came into play. Um, but yeah, it's they're, they're totally different, but in a good way. I I feel like if you like the movie, you like the book even better. Because you're just like, you know what? I like what they did in the movie. The book is just as good, if not better. It's also way more graphic. Way more graphic. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, they explain when they find uh, Dennis... In the book, they they explain that he's in half and he's purple in the face and bloated and everything. I'm just like, wow, that was graphic. There's also some things that 
looking back, we watched the movie, and, and there's just some stuff that doesn't make sense. The slide whistle? The, their slide whistle. <laughs> the way down. that, why did Dennis have to go into the park to get yeah. to the docks? It didn't make any sense to me. Wouldn't you have the docks like close Wouldn't enough get, to basically... Like a service entrance? Service entrance instead of into the park he had to go. Yeah, I... There were a lot of things that, again, not that it's bad. It's just when you watch the movie and then you don't think about it, it's like, oh, okay. Like I guess. in the, the the car where there's the two kids and the lawyer, and they had two glasses of water just chilling on the, the dashboard for some reason. And then Dr. Grant's getting water from the outside. Outside in his car. Why doesn't he have water in his car? Yeah, and I'm just sitting here, Squatchers, just shaking or, my head because, yeah, or, or thinking about it is weird. Or when the part where they're going through going through the park, it, nothing bad happened yet, and Dr. Grant is just sitting there. He looks on the field. He sees there's a Jeep and there's a dinosaur, and they're talking. And that park where he goes... He just gets out of the car, okay, and just walks into the field, and everywhere else where he went, always had, like, like you know, electric fences everywhere, but in that one part where he gets out of the car and just walks into a field, there's no electric fence. So there's this dinosaurs just gonna roam free, gonna be okay, you know, these giant fucking dinosaurs, didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, the... Again, it's it's one of those things where when you look when you watch it, you don't think about it until you like look at it and then you're like, God damn it. Then at the end, when there's two uh, raptors going at it, trying to get the the family. And then all of a sudden, here's giant fucking T Rex out of nowhere. I know there's a part where he can go inside, but I don't think his clearance when he gets down low enough, he's not going to make that clearance. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I suppose. No. But still, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, no. Easily, for me, it's 10 dino eggs out of 10. Easy. What, it's, it's hands down my one no. of my favorites. Same here. I can't... I can, You but, can't get me to ever hate this movie. Did, when we were watching, did, at the start, uh, tell tell me again about the part when about the helicopter. And okay, the so one of the so one stuff. of these funnier things that I didn't know about until uh, recently, uh, it, they were doing a, I believe it was a Zoom call is where this one came out. Um, they were talking. They did an interview with Sam Neill and um, oh, what does age? Yeah, no, Sam Neill still looks like Doctor Grant just with gray hair. That that's like the only same thing as uh, uh, what's his face? I know we just said it and yeah, Ian Malcolm. We'll just call him that. But anyway, so there's an enormous Easter egg that nobody got. Nobody for so for almost thirty years it was covered up, um, or at least publicly covered up, and that is in the beginning of the movie when they're going to the island. Um, when they're going down the uh, the the waterfall in or the, in the canyon to go to the landing pad, um, uh, Hammond says that they should buckle up, and so Doctor Grant holds up two um, what are those seatbelts, and 
if you know anything about the way that fittings are, there's male and female parts. So the reference, it's a massive Easter egg that a lot of people didn't know about, is that he has two female parts that he's holding up. And that he kind of looks all confused, and then he ties them together into a makeshift uh, seatbelt. Now, why that's an Easter egg is because all the dinosaurs in the park are engineered as female. But that the tying of it and forming a seatbelt is to symbolize it doesn't matter. Life still finds a way. It's this huge, it's super simple, but it's a huge thing that a lot of people missed. Because it was just like, oh, he just picked up two ends that look goofy. Yeah. But it was enormous Easter egg as to foreshadowing what's going on because in the movie there's a part where him uh tim and uh lex lex are walking through the park they're about out of out of the jungle and he stumbles over dinosaur eggs and he's like oh my god they're mating it's like holy cow well they they said that oh that it's all female foreshadowing that you told because they had both female bullfrogs and you know some bullfrogs can mutate into uh you know males and you know shit happens and well there you go there you go <laughs> as yeah Birds as, and bees. as he says he's like uh, and well there you are and uh yeah so it's one of those little tiny easter eggs teeny tiny but it meant it the implications of it are massive and it's weird that not a lot of not a lot of people knew about that at least that's what from what i know that's how hidden it was like no nobody really you know it's one of those like hidden in plain sight it's so good nobody would ever figured it out so um yeah this uh, there's other easter eggs in it too um that don't necessarily pertain to anything in particular. There are references either to Congo, which is another book and movie. Of Michael Crichton's. Is it by Steven yeah. Spielberg too? Did he make? Did uh, he? No, no, I don't think so. Um, but no, he wrote Congo. Uh, there's a lot of in the book. There's a lot of math in it, and that's that's references. It's also in the movie. That's references to his other books uh, about. Uh, I guess scientific apocalypses, so things created by science, kind of like Cat's Cradle. Also, it's in the movie also spawned a big old thing with Velociraptors. It became huge. Yeah, I was thinking about that afterwards when we watched it. I was like, you know, I never really cared about raptors or, uh, I think it's Dionysus or something like that. It, I don't know. I'm terrible with with dinosaur names. But I remember that after the movie, I was really into the the raptors or the more carnivore uh, dinosaurs than I was growing up. You know, I knew about Stegosaurus. The herbivores. And, yeah, but I never knew about... Or the like, veggiesauruses. <laughs> veggiesauruses. Veggiesaurus, Lex. Veggiesaur. Um, but I never really considered the you know, Spinosaurus or T-Rex or uh, Dilophosaurus, uh, the Compies, like stuff like that. And it was cool seeing that. It was kind of like, so in a previous episode that we talked, that we did, we talked about seeing Pokemon in their, you know, how they would be imagined in real life. And while science has said different things recently about the way that dinosaurs may have looked, it was really cool seeing 
a dinosaur with skin. Oh uh, yeah, it looked it's, really cool. Because all we see is giant fucking uh, giant bones. bones, and we see like, oh, these things are huge. But what did they look like? Well, Jurassic Park made it happen, folks. Yeah, and you know, again, science has changed the way that that either the credibility or the the way that it's done or not done, the way that we look at them may be a little different. But it was the implications of seeing what oh. Real side thing. It's not a Velociraptor. It's a Utah Raptor, which is just a much bigger version of I'm, I'm, Velociraptor. I'm going to say it's Velociraptor. Oh, it's Utah Raptor. I, I'm a dino man. I don't know how to say their names, but I know that it's a Utah Raptor. That, that's great. It's me. It's gonna be anyway, the fact is that it, it really showed how scary these actually were. Like, you know, it's like, it's dead. What, what does it matter? But it's like, if they came in to real to the real world and we saw these, they would be terrifying. They'd be beautiful and terrifying. Uh, yeah. They'd be six-foot turkeys. <laughs> yeah. But, no. It's an awesome movie. It, it's inst instantly classic. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. If you haven't watched it, you're too late. Like, there's spoilers everywhere. Everybody knows what happens. They get off the island. They spawned five extra, six extra movies. I think... Four extra movies? No, because there's six in total. So, oh, five extra movies. Jurassic Park. Lost Jurassic World. World. Jurassic Park 3. Jurassic World. So five. And then it goes Jurassic... Yeah. No, six. Yeah, five. Five, actually. <laughs> we math. can math. Math. Mathematicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super math. I don't know. That's that's really all I gotta say. I mean... I mean, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah, it's... it's in, what did you say? It, it was inducted into the, oh, the movie hall yeah, of fame? Yeah, that's, that's the... Um, it, the rightfully so. Dude, let me, let me tell you. There is, there is so much... Uh, there's so much knowledge, so much stuff to read about Jurassic Park, how it's, how much, how big it is, what it spawned, uh, yeah, in 2018, uh, Congress, it's in now in the National Film Registry, it's, it's went down in history, um, you know, it's in the archives. So it's like one of those. It's yeah, a classic. Um, in 2018, the film was selected for a uh, thing in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being the cultural historic of something I can't pronounce significance. So yeah, it's cultural significance is where this how big of an influence this movie had yeah and and we talked about how big of an influence how it spawned and how it's became this huge thing that you know you say dress park and you know we all have a memory of something so um squatchers we give this uh, fucking 10 out of 10 both that's rare um we say go watch this fucking movie yeah there's no excuse there's no, there's no excuse. excuse you can have uh, there's there's Several drinking games you can do, um, and spare no expense. Spare no expense and watch this movie. Yeah. So, Squatchers. I've been Jester, and I've been Mr. DNA, aka Big Chungus. 
Hope you enjoy this episode. Hope you listen to us again. Squatchers out. Squatch out.